wide left. Martinez to the right. They score! Carlson! Back and forth with Martinez! Live from the Finley Chevrolet Fox Sports Las Vegas studios and live at LVSportsNetwork.com. Petrangelo scores! Two markers for Petrangelo! This is the Vegas Golden Knights Insider Show. Your destination for inside access with the team, exclusive player interviews, and breaking news from around the National Hockey League. Here are your hosts, Darren Millard and Ryan Wallace. Welcome in Vegas Golden Knights Insider Show, Fox Sports, Las Vegas, Wallace Millard, Chapman inside the Finley Chevrolet Fox Sports, Las Vegas Studios, Finley Chevrolet on the 215, home of the Medicals tomorrow, and we will have media day, and then we get into the start of training camp on Thursday. Around the National Hockey League, things are cranking up, and tonight... We have a little breaking news to tell you about. Listen to that sound effect that uh, Chris Chapman's put together. <laughs> it's unbelievable. As Kirill Kaprizov has ended his stalemate against the Minnesota Wild and the most electric, dynamic player in the franchise's history has come to terms on a five-year, $45 million contract. A lot of layers to this. We'll get to it. We also have our top five at five, uh, rounding out the five biggest stories in the National Hockey League in the Vegas Golden Knights. Uh, That's coming up in hour number two. And I did some checking around for Mike and all those VGK fans who are wondering, will you be allowed a training camp? Will there be open doors for fans to attend training camp over at City National Arena? I've got that news coming for you in just a little bit. But the biggest story of the day is Kirill Kaprizov is under contract and we have a little bit of, of history going on here with this high-profile and big-money deal, Ryan. Yeah, I mean, it's it's pretty wild. Kirill Kaprizov, it's a five-year contract, $45 million, $9 million average annual value for Kirill Kaprizov. Uh, it looks like a full no-move in the final two years of the deal. Um, I mean, this is interesting because you're looking at a guy in Kirill Kaprizov – who's got just one year of NHL experience, only 55 games. Yes, he was electric in those 55 games, unanimous rookie of the year. But again, it's there's there's no real comparable for this. It's not often you see a guy with just one year of experience bringing home a $9 million per year contract in the NHL. Uh, this is a, a really an unprecedented contract. Artemi Panera might be the only thing that's even in the ballpark when when he came over, signed the Chicago, uh, was on fire, and then signed the big extension, ended up being traded to the Columbus Blue Jackets. But that's mm-hmm. that's as close, and even those parameters didn't really fit in uh, because in Kaprizov you had a drafted player that you waited a long time for, that you watched develop overseas, and then when you finally got him here – delivered on all kinds of promise. So the the bar was already high for Kaprizov, and he went right over it, uh, almost like a, a pole vaulter who's forced to go for the minimum <laughs> height. And instead of passing, like, I'll pass. I'm not going there. I'm, I'm going to go for the, the big height. He just soared over the bar this year. 
And then you get into that whole dilemma because he waited the five years uh, to mm-hmm. come over. Now you're in this real quandary. And this is the deal that the, the Minnesota Wild were facing. If they go short term like Kaprizov wanted, well, then mm-hmm. he's going to unrestricted free agency. Minnesota right. desperately needed a long-term deal to make this thing work. They wanted seven, eight years. Seven yeah. or eight years. Five is right in the middle between mm-hmm. what the player wanted and what the team wanted. Nine million dollars, you could say overpaid for a player that's played 56 games, but based on what you've watched him develop into for the last five years prior to playing in the National Hockey League, you're pretty confident he's a player. And then Mm -hmm. when he does what he did in winning the Calder Trophy and being so dynamic uh, and impactful with your team that you're building around him, that you've bought out the old guard in uh, Ryan Suter and uh, uh, Zach Parise, that you've changed your team, this is is pretty solid work by Billy Guerin. And I read a uh, just a bit of a piece from Michael Russo, who covers the team, the Minnesota Wilds for the Athletic, who's uh, very connected to ownership and extremely mm-hmm. tapped in with management of the Minnesota Wild. And he said sources, i.e. management, uh, have told him <laughs> that this five-year deal has been on the table for a couple of weeks, five at wow. nine. And Kaprizov, in the end, blinks. But with a very satisfying blink because he gets $9 million. But this is, this is a case of, uh, I think, a, a real bridge, bridging and coming together for both teams, mm-hmm. but also a really good negotiation for Bill Guerin, who is relatively young in his, as far as years service uh, as a general manager. Yeah, and, and I, I mean, we were chatting about Kirill Kaprizov last week and and you know my my thought on this situation is that if there was a general manager that was going to kind of dig his heels in and and yes it's not a seven or eight year deal like the Minnesota Wild would have liked it to be uh, I still think this is a win for Minnesota because even if it becomes a bit of an overpayment or you're you're kind of in the in the ballpark thinking only one NHL season it has the potential to be an overpayment either in the first couple of years or maybe the last year. Uh, you're looking at locking up a guy in Kirill Kaprizov through the prime of his career. He's 24 years old. You're going to have him under contract the next five years. That's 24 to 29. It's, it should be when he's at his most productive in the NHL. So I, I, you know, I, I applaud Bill Guerin for kind of digging in, putting that offer on the table, and not really moving off of that. Because, you know, at some point, you've got to do what's right for the team. You've got to do what's right for the organization. And if that's the number that that Bill Guerin and the Minnesota Wild were comfortable at, getting Kirill Kaprizov under contract at that number is a win in my book. 8-5, even 8-10. to That's what I was thinking coming in. If they overpaid, if if things went sideways for the Minnesota Wild, you might get somewhere in – in the $10 million range. Now that would be extreme. Uh, eight would be a bargain yeah. for him. A nine is again, right in the middle of where his value is at this moment, given again, that he's got one year, 56 games 
experience uh, for a Karel Kaprizov. And what does this mean for the Minnesota Wild? Let me put it into perspective for you, a couple of different columns. One, you get two years of unrestricted free agency. So the five-year deal, the last two, uh, will buy you two years of when he could have walked. That's a bonus. Uh, like you said, you get five years in the prime of his career where yep. you're paying for performance right now, not performance like when you do sign some unrestricted free agents for half of what they did before and knowing that uh, that that production will probably – wane off in the final mm -hmm. couple of years. This is a contract where it's not out of the realm of, of belief that Kaprizov's production and performance could increase every single year of the five years. So that's a right. great deal. And it's good for Kaprizov because if he does that, he gets to 29, he can sign a deal that's based on past performance and the future expectations. Uh, here's the final thing uh, for the Minnesota Wild and uh, Kirill Kaprizov. When you look at a big picture, you now have your foundation player, your face of the franchise, in the fold for the next five years. You've shed the skin of the former pillar of the franchise, pillars. Mm -hmm. yeah. So this is, this is his team now. Perspective. It's a five-year deal. How long is five years in professional sports? An eternity. <laughs> so much so. Let me, let me size it up in our language, what we have here in the Las Vegas Valley. The Golden Knights have only played four years. And it feels like we've been talking hockey here forever. That's how established the Golden Knights are. Five years is is the Kaprizov contract. So put those two together, and you have a little bit of perspective on, on no, it's not the max deal, but it's a really good, solid deal for the organization. And, hey, $9 million a year, I think the player can, uh, can live and play comfortably. There's no sulking about getting ripped off in this one because then he's got unrestricted free agency to come. Yeah, I think you're absolutely right. If if you're looking at this contract and you're saying, yeah, it's unprecedented, yeah, it's a lot of money for, for a guy that's only played one year in the NHL, I think I'm looking at it as this is a contract where I think you're going to get the production on the ice that matches kind of at worst what the actual payment is for the player. Like, I think Kirill Kaprizov over the next five years is going to be at minimum a $9 million player. And then when you factor in the Minnesota Wild and the cap structure that they have over the next couple of years where, you know, in 22-23 it's going to be 12 almost 13 million in dead cap space and then 14 million and 14 million the next two years getting Kirill Kaprizov at nine million dollars knowing that you've got Marco Rossi coming on an entry-level deal knowing that you've got Matt Boldy coming uh, with two more years on an entry-level deal it kind of allows the Minnesota Wild to close the book on the Parise and Suter era in a way that is going to be painful. But when you look at what's coming and you look at Kirill Kaprizov under contract, it actually looks like it's going to work out in favor of the Minnesota Wild because you, you didn't know 
in the moment how they were going to navigate through those three years with all that dead cap space. But right now with this contract, it looks like they've figured out a way to kind of bridge that gap over the next two to three years. It's going to take up a big chunk of their cap. Mm -hmm. And that's the reality of having a superstar player. And he's got the makings of a superstar player. Uh, it also fits the the bill of being one of those great productive contracts that you commit to and it's going to pay off. And we love talking about contracts. We love talking about, oh, they, they missed the boat on this and that player and where they go and how do you get out from under the, that contract. This, based on all of his abilities, and you've seen him for a year, this has got one of those uh, shadows of, wow, it could be a contract that is good for both sides. And by the end of it, he might be underpaid at $9 million. Mm -hmm. Yeah. He just might and be. I, and that's that's what I think, you know, the, the Minnesota Wild are kind of hoping for, right? Like anytime you sign a player to a contract, you're hoping that by the end of that contract, you're getting equal value on what you're paying. And oftentimes, as you've mentioned, Darren, when you go into free agency and you're paying for past performance, it's almost impossible to end that contract feeling like you're getting fair value. This is one of those contracts where because of the age of the player and because of the promise that we've seen so far out of the player, you might get equal or better value throughout the duration, and that's really all you could ever ask for when you put pen to paper. They're a playoff team. Kaprizov and his agent know the manager. Kaprizov knows the coach. The coach mm -hmm. had, a, had a great year. They can come up together. They have distanced themselves from the past. They've turned the page on that. Uh, he becomes the highest-paid player per year on a cap hit in franchise history. This is not starting over, but it is really the beginning of the Kaprizov like, era. It's, it's his boat. Yeah. Last year he had to prove himself coming over. Now it's, now it's his boat. And whether he uh, wants to be the, the captain, not in a, in a literal sense, but uh, the captain and take that team to the promised land, is going to depend largely up to him and how he plays. But based on what we saw last year, uh, pretty good start uh, for the for the Minnesota Wild. Now, the trickle-down of this, and we'll get more into it in one-timers, will be what happens to all the other RFAs? Because as much as there is negotiations going on with Quinn Hughes and Elias Pettersson and Brady Kachuk, uh, the other three high, high-profile RFAs that were out there with their respective teams, Vancouver and Ottawa. Those three players were waiting mm -hmm. for Kaprizov to set the bar. And now $9 million for five years. Uh, you've got uh, this $45 million deal. There you are. Is Brady Kachuk worth that? There's much speculation that there's always been an eight-year, $8 million deal on the table for Brady Kachuk. Now, that you're three more years, younger player, but three more years, mm -hmm. you're, you're, you're going to get a little bit lower AAV. Is that now, does that translate into 
a fair deal for Brady Kachuk. Uh, for Hughes and Pedersen, there's some salary cap issues that the Vancouver Canucks have to dance around that prohibit them from doing uh, a, a really super long term for both. So mm-hmm. the, now, now you've got the lay of the land, and I'll be really interested to see how quickly things come together for Brady Kachuk, for Elias Pedersen, and for Quinn Hughes. That that will be yeah, I, interesting. Yeah, it's it's certainly going to be interesting. In 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 terms of Brady Kachuk, I, I think again when when I when I look at the player and when I look at kind of that organization, the Ottawa Senators trying to kind of find that that next core of players that that can kind of take them from where they are right now to eventually, I would imagine you know the playoffs and five years of unparalleled success and all that. But uh, like. Eight by eight for Brady Kachuk, I think, just makes sense if you're the Ottawa Senators in this situation. Um, I I think Kirill Kaprizov right now is probably a more dynamic player than Brady, but I, I like Brady a lot. I think he's just one of those players that you you commit to long term. If I'm Elias Pettersson, I I know what my number is, and my number looks very very similar to what Kirill Kaprizov's getting AAV, mm-hmm. and and that's just where I would stick to if I'm Pettersson. Got some thoughts on that, uh, and it's coming up in one-timers, news and notes from around the National Hockey League. We're going to expand that segment and borrow a little bit uh, from the (laughs) top five at five because there's just so much happening on the eve of the start of uh, training camps for the National Hockey League. Teams into their media days and their medicals uh, tomorrow and uh, full workouts uh, coming up on Thursday. And when the doors open at City National Arena for training camp on Thursday, the VGK faithful will be there. I can tell you wow. at this very moment the Vegas Golden Knights have uh, released a statement that the return of fans during team practices at City National Arena will commence with training camp. So fans will officially be able to gather again beginning at 10 a.m. on Thursday morning for the first day of on-ice sessions for training camp. So Mike and all our faithful listeners, everybody that uh, that uh, we see outside City National Arena, that we talk to here on the radio, you've been wondering uh, be, since COVID uh, that uh, fans haven't been allowed, permitted due to safety measures uh, to be inside watching those practices. Another step towards being back to normal. Start of training camp on Thursday, 10 a.m., City National Arena, running through Friday, Saturday, Sunday uh, morning seats. Fans, you're welcome back. We'll see you on Thursday morning at City National Arena for the start of the 2021 training camp. Told you I'd, I'd, uh, I'd get into it, and we got an answer, and it's great news for the BGK fans. That's awesome. I, I, I'm just saying, like, right now in this moment, that is huge. That is huge. It's going to be absolutely bananas in the rink on Thursday, and it's going to be fantastic to see a packed house for Golden Knights practice because it's just something we have not seen in such a long time. City National Arena, uh, the Arsenal, like it'll be it'll be hopping on Thursday. A lot of excitement. Uh, <laughs> looking forward to year number five with the team, and we get to the really start the year normal. Get to start the year with fans of practice. We have to start the year with uh, with the feeling of being back to where everybody should be, and that's. The fans watching practice and and watching with great interest as the team uh, chases down the Stanley Cup in 2021-22. Yeah, Uh, just want to... 
put this out. You actually broke the news before we got the memo from uh, PR with the Vegas Golden Knights. I literally just got the message after. Oh, you did? Yes. So uh, you, well, you, you, I you get beat emails those guys. Fast. I get email faster on this side of the desk than you do. Yeah. Well, well, you you beat Tosi and uh, Sage <laughs> and the guys over <laughs> over in communication. So good job, good job, yeah. Darren. I, I may have had some conversations with. I'm him just today. gonna guess you probably did. No, but I did. I I, I took what Mike said yesterday. And and had those discussions with everybody because uh, Mike brought up a couple of uh, good yeah, points. They, they and, ask you deliver, and the the insinuation of of one theory or another theory or when will it get back to normal? Uh, those are good questions that that Mike brought up, and that's why we give the fans your own segment on Mondays at four o'clock to talk about the X and O's of the teams, but also your fan interests. And, uh, and I give, I give my credit for bringing it up in a very uh, presentable fashion that he did. And I can tell from, from talking to Mike that it's an emotional part of, of his connection with the team and not everybody can get to every game over at uh, at T-Mobile arena. So those practices are an important bond and an important, uh, ability to really uh, gather with the organization and the players. And I'm, I'm thankful that it's going to be like it should be pre pandemic, like it was pre pandemic uh, on Thursday. And there's like Pete DeBoer's never run a practice uh, <laughs> like that with the, with those yeah. people. And so that'll be, that'll be cool. Well, and, uh, and we'll talk to, to Pete about it uh, on, on Thursday. And there's uh, some players who have never been through that type of scenario. Uh, Robin Leonard had a couple of uh, skates. So. Alex Petrangelo. Uh, Alex Petrangelo. Yeah, the, there you go. Uh, so, yeah, uh, Mark. Those guys have never experienced it. It's 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 positive in so many ways. So ten o'clock is the first workout on Thursday. Uh, get there early because I'm sure it's going it's going to be uh, full of excitement and uh, and people that are pumped up to get your first look at the Vegas Golden Knights this year. Uh, you have to wear a mask. That's uh, not an option. Mm-hmm. Plain and simple, you have to wear a mask. But uh, if you have your mask on and you behave properly, I have faith that everybody's going to behave properly. Uh, <laughs> you're going to be able to watch the workouts uh, starting Thursday for VGK Camp. So awesome news. Yeah, it's huge. It's absolutely fantastic. It is such a, a unique experience and where a lot of the bond between the team and the city has taken place. It's fantastic news, and you know I, I would put this as slightly more important than Kirill Kaprizov's contract because that's just how much these practices mean to fans here in the Valley. Great start to, to training camp. I was going through this in my mind today, and because there's a, there's a big interview uh, Andrea Kramer has with uh, with Mark Davis coming up tonight on HBO, mm-hmm. and and owners like owners get in some sports, baseball and football, owners get the trophy when you win a championship. Hockey, uh, Gary Bettman, the commissioner of the National Hockey League, presents the Stanley Cup to the captain of the team. And and ownership is part of it. Ownership is certainly mentioned in the presentation with, with Gary Bettman. And if the Vegas Golden Knights win, Bill Foley will be, will be front and center, as he should uh, be, considering he brought the team to Vegas and uh, pays the checks. But players are the athletes that go out there and become the faces of the franchise. Mark andre Fleury served that role 
for a couple of years. Remember the fans, like the big cheer when Mark would come out. Who, who is the face of this franchise now? And I'll, I'll go a step further. Give me your top five hmm. faces of the, the Vegas Golden Knights. When you think Golden Knights, uh, Bill Foley is certainly in that mix uh, of the five. But who else? Is it, is it Pete DeBoer? Is Kelly McCrimmon one of the five? Because he's molded this uh, operation. George McPhee? Or is it just pure and simply the players themselves in Mark Stone and Alex Petrangelo and Shea Theodore and Jonathan March? So uh, there's there's a great mix. And coming up with five, the, the top five faces of the franchise might be good for a top five uh, tomorrow. And we can throw it around today and then come up with our definitive top five tomorrow. Like, give me an idea of who your, who your faces of the Golden Knights are. Well, I, I mean, I, I think that it's fairly simple for me to go with uh, Mark Stone as, as kind of that first guy, right? He's the first captain in franchise history, arguably the best player on this team. He leads by example. Uh, I'd be hard-pressed to find a better candidate for that that number one face of the franchise than Mark Stone. And, you know, he's got ties to kind of that, that original team, that, that he's, he's bridging the gap between what the Golden Knights were and what they're going to be in the future. So that's where I would start in terms of my list. Yeah, I'm, I'm right there with you. That was immediately the guy who, who popped in my mind when Darren posed the question. Mark Stone is, I think, for all the reasons Ryan described, undoubtedly the face of the Golden Knights. Okay, you have to do a Mount Rushmore. I, I well, I, I, um, that's I, fine. I I, I I I'll put Robin Leonard on there because I I think Robin has has kind of he he's got the type of personality where he puts himself out there and he yep. makes himself available and he he speaks his mind and I think I, I know I respect the hell out of that and and you know I think. The goalie, I think, is kind of always going to be in that discussion because it's such an important position in this game that I kind of feel like the goalie is always going to be part of the face of the franchise. It was it was Marc-Andre Fleury year one until this summer, and now I think Robin Leonard takes the reins, and I think he, he puts himself on that list because I feel like he is kind of in that discussion with Mark Stone as the face of the franchise. The team will go as Mar- as, as uh, Robin Leonard goes. Tomorrow, tomorrow, let's do a Mount Rushmore. Of okay. the 2021-2022 Golden Knights. You know there's only four guys on Mount Rushmore, right? I know. Okay. I know. <laughs> we're I, we're I, I, I gotta, top five. I, I, I got to check, you know. Yeah. <laughs> Hold on. Just, just out of curiosity, for the official Mount Rushmore rules, if I just make the misfit line small enough to fit in one space, no. can I claim them no. as one? No. Okay, fine. That's fine. I, I don't think so. I, normally, I'd like you like to be able to do it, but like, think about it. Like, you you kind of get you kind of get a couple extra picks when you do that. I don't want to yeah. have to climb halfway up Mount Rushmore VGK edition just to be able to make out <laughs> who who the three players are. Like Mount Rushmore, you can see from here almost. You guys mm-hmm. ever been? On no. my bucket list, I've never been. No, neither have I. And I was close. Like I grew up just north of that. Yeah, should have got down there a couple of times. I'd like I'd like to check it out. But the thing is, I don't know what else is around there for me to. I, I know it's like near the Black Hills, 
But outside of that, I really have no idea what's in South Dakota for me to want to like for me to want to drive up there and spend a couple of days up there. I'm not really the outdoorsy type like like Wallace, so I'd have to find some other things to do in that general area for me to warrant the trip to South Dakota. That tells me that you haven't even looked at what else is up there. No, I, I know the Black Hills of South but, Dakota. But that's it. But they're, you, haven't, you haven't taken the time to go, I wonder what else is up there to pique my interest. You just they, left it as, you really don't want to go. No, I, I'd like to go. You think it'd be go. interesting if you stopped by. I, I've, I've been to Yellowstone. I loved that. Yellowstone was incredible. So I've what's been, there beyond a geyser? Well, there's there's. I saw buffalo when I was there. I saw I saw a bear. Um <laughs> There's, there's some. You make it loud, sound like Smokey went walking by. Yeah, yeah well, well, I from Smoke, a from a very way, far distance, I saw a bear. Smokey's making a comeback. I've seen a couple of PSAs with him. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah but they changed his voice. Yeah, I know. I'm not, I'm not digging that. He's, he, I just saw a, a one that was literally just looks like it was just produced. He's, he's back and and he looks good. Yeah, he, he's lost some weight. Yeah, he's best shape yeah. of his life. He I slimmed think. down. Yeah. But the voice is it's 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 no, it's not it's not working for me. I don't think you really want to go to Mount Rushmore. I, I would love to I go. I don't think he does either. What? Yeah. Come on, I, I wanna go. When you say I don't know what else <laughs> is there and Mount Rushmore has been around forever uh, in your lifetime. Well, yeah. Then you haven't really put in the Well I mean it's a it's a long drive. <laughs> Well, like you could find things to do. Yeah, Jack. but I'm, yeah. I, I'm not. I, yeah. I don't have to spend a week there. You no. can you can do things on the way there. Yeah, spend that, a that's day true. at Mount Rushmore. That's true. And I, then drive yeah. back because I, I would imagine you drive through like Colorado to get there. I don't know what route you're taking. I think it, it would be seventy, and then no, you, no, you I hit just something I just, and you go. North. I just don't want to plan your route for you. I just yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I'll plan it for you in the break. <laughs> yeah, I'll let you know. Yeah. I don't want to stop and see like like the Griswolds, the world's largest uh, bowl of yarn. I bet you a legion Why not? flies right into they probably Sioux do. Falls. They probably do. Yeah, but Sioux Falls is, I think, on the other side of the state. It's still a lot closer than here. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> it's it's only seventeen hours, Chapman. Driving? It's not that bad. Okay. Yeah. I'll have I'm, I'm gonna take a look too and, and see if there's anything cool that I pass through. Maybe that'll be the next Chapman family vacation. You, I wish you we had money through, that oh, we could, that we could send the, him. To places, you know what? Maybe, Chapman. maybe when VGK do their bus trip, maybe they could detour and go no to chance. Sioux Falls. No, no. Why are you Dakota. on those? No, no. I'm not cool enough to go on those. That's like a Gary and Duva thing. I wish we had a budget that we could just dispatch Chapman the way Letterman <laughs> used to do with his <laughs> roving reporters. I want to do like jaywalking. I, that great. would be fun. Jaywalking outside T-Mobile Arena. I could ask fans uh, VGK trivia questions and see how good they are. Hmm. That'd be good. Yeah. Maybe get it sponsored. Well, that's the only way we're doing it. Yeah. Because we, <laughs> we, we can't afford to send you to T-Mobile Arena. Yeah, I know. I can't afford <laughs> so, we, so we, We're not even giving me the bus fare from Lotus yeah. Broadcasting. That, getting it sponsored is the only way that you're getting to, to do that segment yeah. outside T-Mobile Arena. <laughs> but... You gonna to come to City National on on Thursday? Yes, yes, I will be there. Ten a.m. Want to sit together? Sure. Watch practice? Sure. Yeah. Wow. I'm super excited Wallace? now. Yeah. Gonna come? Yeah. All right. We get road trip for the boys. Yes. To City National. <laughs> to Summerlin. It's a road trip for one of us. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> yeah. Good, good, good point. Uh, at least we get to hang out together uh, when we're not uh, not on the air. Let's take a break. When we come back, uh, some uh, breaking news surrounding 
uh, rosters from last night that developed just after we went off the air. Uh, we'll bring you up to date on that. And then, of course, one-timers in the back half of hour number two in our top five at five. We hit the pinnacle. The biggest stories in the National Hockey League and the VGK as voted on by the VGK Insider Show here on Fox Sports Las Vegas. We're back to the Vegas Golden Knights Insider Show on Fox Sports Las Vegas, 98.9 FM and 1340 AM. Well done, Minnesota Wild, with a tweet. Eyeballs, meaning look, and then they do the uh, the Russian dolls. From Russia with love. That's pretty good. Yep. Kirill Karishov uh, signing the uh, five-year oh, deal. $9 million per season. Pretty incredible. Uh, we had some news breaking last night. One was uh, out of the Montreal Canadiens and Jonathan Drouin explaining why he stepped away from the team last season and missed the entire playoffs. Uh, also has some injury news from the Philadelphia Flyers side of things. And a player decides that he will not get vaccinated and thus will miss the start of the season and potentially the entire season unless they decide to get vaccinated. Uh, we don't have time for all of that. Most of uh, the conversation will take place in one-timers. But the vaccination conversation, mm-hmm. we've seen it with a couple of coaches. Yeah, One of them with the Columbus Blue Jackets as well, Sylvain Lefebvre. Right. Will not be an yeah. assistant coach this year because uh, he's not vaccinated. Now, Zach Ronaldo uh, is not vaccinated. And he'll, he'll start with the Jackets American Hockey League Club. Right. Yeah, and and it's you know it was it was an interesting uh, kind of chain of events earlier today in which um, there were reports that Zach Ronaldo would not be welcome at the Blue Jackets training camp. That as uh, as kind of the morning progressed earlier today, it it came out that Ronaldo is unvaccinated and that uh, the plan right now is for him to open up his season with the Blue Jackets AHL club. Now. Um, It'll be interesting to kind of see where things go, I guess, from here when it comes to Zach Ronaldo. I would imagine that uh, given given this information and, and if, you know, if you're a player that wants to play at this level and you're under contract right now with the Blue Jackets, there's a pretty clear avenue that you need to take if you want to play in the NHL. Now, I think players can participate as unvaccinated players. They have to yeah. just fall under much stricter uh, restrictions when they're at the rink, when they're on road trips, and so forth. Like you, right. you are very much uh, restrained from normal or what normal is now activities. But this is an interesting one uh, for, for the Columbus Blue Jackets. And I, I don't know what the take is. I have to get more information on it because it's, it's, it's developed mm-hmm. as, as the course of the day has gone on. But he just signed with the Blue Jackets in August, and he won't be invited uh, to training camp because of his vaccination status. That, that's a team decision more than uh, yeah. a National Hockey League decision. Yeah, right. You're you're 100 percent correct, and and I, I to, that's to say that you know if if a member of the Columbus Blue Jackets and you know as as Zach Ronaldo is right now. 
that's kind of the information that he's got, I would imagine, is that within this organization, that's kind of the, the line in the sand, right? That, you know, because there are going to be so many restrictions at the NHL level, maybe it's it's a situation where it's it's just kind of company policy right now with the Blue Jackets where vaccination is necessitated at the NHL level. Uh, John Davidson quoted as saying, he's president of the Columbus Blue Jackets, that they have 67 players in camp and they're all going to be vaccinated. So that's a, that's a mandate by the team. They have, they have made that a team rule. Now, Ronaldo, uh, who has uh, played a variety of teams and, and, a, and a, a role that uh, is under the agitator, but that, that shouldn't matter right now. Uh, I'm just giving you for, for context of, of the player. Uh, he did speak at a political rally last week. And it's the People's Party mm-hmm. of Canada. There's a national election last night uh, in Canada. Uh, the Liberals, Justin Trudeau, rename, remains in, in power with a minority government. But uh, Ronaldo spoke at this rally and said he was there to tell people why he was voting for the uh, the People's Party of Canada because uh, of a mandate that they're going to get rid of these vaccines. Uh, he says he's not anti-vax. He's not mm-hmm. anti-mask. But he's pro-choice it's just an interesting uh dynamic and that i don't mind people voicing their opinion but you also have to live with the ramifications of that decision or opinion there's a couple things here too you said they signed him in august so not that long ago so i wonder why this didn't come up in the discussions when they were going to sign him whether or not they were going to have a mandate. I don't know if legally they, they could do that, but I also wonder if there's an issue with the Players Association, with the team basically telling the guy, hey, you, you're not welcome because you chose not to do this. It, it really raises some interesting, I think, questions about the legal aspects of what the Columbus Blue Jackets mm-hmm. are doing. I mean, if they're, if they're telling this player who's under contract, you're not welcome because you chose not to get this vaccine, I just don't know where the Players Association is going to stand on that. Sam and Ash, Thursday. Yeah, Let, let's chat with them uh, about this because I'm, I'm with you. It the the idea that you're going to hold it against somebody for not getting a vaccination uh, is one of those really murky areas about whether it's legal or not. But sure, it's also very. Uh, normal in the sense of kids can't go to school without vaccinations. My kids had to get all kinds of vaccinations when, or up-to-date vaccinations when we moved from Canada. That was just a reality of it. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, so uh, on one side, I get it. Uh, and uh, on the other side, I'm like, oh, like, can you really, can you really do this as an organization? Uh, or can the National Hockey League uh, stand by this? Uh, I'm, I'm curious. Not it's about 98% the players are vaccinated in the National Hockey League, which is a really high number. But there are a, a few, obviously, the 2% that, that are not. And uh, one of those is Zach Ronaldo, who's not going to be a pivotal, big part of this team, but mm-hmm. is certainly a story because of his non-vaccination uh, stance. 
Yeah, I mean, it's you know, it's it's a fascinating kind of story that I think is going to evolve over the next couple of days. And, you know, really, it's it's an interesting one. As Chris points out, it, it, Zach Ronaldo is part of the Players Association, right? Like, uh, it's an it's a, a party that should be operating under the with with the best intent or the intent of of all their players. And you know, this is going to be an interesting one to see kind of where they fall on Zach Ronaldo's. Um, beliefs on on his ability to choose and right. and that's kind of what this boils down to is is does this player should this player have the right to play in the nhl because he chooses to do something that you know 98 percent of the players in the league have uh chooses not to do something that 98 percent of the players in the league have already done so i i think it's going to be interesting and i don't think that this is kind of the end of the story over the next couple of days and by by taking this stance I read that Ronaldo he did sign a two year or two way contract. Two-way contract, yeah. So it was for seven hundred fifty thousand dollars. By going to the AHL, it's going to cost him about half a million dollars. He's only going to make about two hundred fifty thousand dollars. I say only, but yeah, he's he's going to make two hundred fifty thousand dollars playing for the Blue Jackets AHL team as opposed to if he was with the, the big club where he'd be making seven hundred fifty thousand. Okay, can I speak out of both sides of my mouth here? Yes. Sure. <laughs> you were going to anyway. No, no, I, 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 I won't. But I, I want, I want the permission to be able to do it. This is, this is the left. Zach Ronaldo's a fringe player now in the National Hockey League. He signed a two-way deal. Uh, there, that means that there is a decent chance he was going to play in the minors anyway, uh, in the American Hockey League. Is it that big of a story? I don't know. Now, the other side of my mouth is. Is this would this story be different if it was player A, who is a huge part of the organization? Um, I don't know. Yeah. Like it's 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 much easier to do it and make the decision with Zach Ronaldo, who was already on a two way deal, than sure. it would be uh, on a cornerstone piece of, of your organization. But I tell you what, it does set precedent. Well, the, and that's what I'll, I'm curious to talk about with uh, with Sam and Ash. One legally, if you challenge it, could you do it? I don't think you can, really. Employer can make their decisions, but I'm not the lawyer. Sam and Ash are. And two, how much precedent does it truly set? What's What's interesting is there was a player that the Raiders picked up during right at the end of training camp, Denzel Perryman. Mm-hmm. And he was released from the Carolina Panthers, and he had taken the anti-vaccine. He wasn't going to get the vaccine stance. And when he got to Las Vegas, he talked to the media, and he said, yeah, you know, I'm really thinking about it because by not doing this, I'm alienating myself from the rest of my team. I cannot participate in a lot of the things they can. I can't eat with them. I can't sit with them. It's the same in the National Hockey League with with – when they're on the road especially. Like, you're under severe restriction. And then the the, the difference here is – the Raiders aren't going to Canada. Mm-hmm. You're opening up a whole other can of worms when you're talking about going across the border. Tests, international travel, yeah, all of it. Exactly. Uh, we'll follow it with great interest, and we'll we'll pick this one up on uh, Thursday with Sam and Ash as we uh, have our legal minute uh, with Sam and Ash because you deserve what's right. Uh, when we continue, set up our number two, the top five at five, the two biggest stories in the National Hockey League and the Vegas Golden Knights, number one on both sides of that ledger. And what a day for news and notes. Uh, we may not be able to cram everything in. It's the VGK Insider Show here on Fox Sports Las Vegas. 
This is the VGK Insider Show on Fox Sports Las Vegas, 98.9 FM and 1340 AM. Now back to Darren Millard and Ryan Wallace. Just thinking, we want to know who is on your VGK Mount Rushmore for this season. That's that's four players or four people. Uh, it could be Bill Foley, could be Kelly McCrimmon, uh, could be Pete DeBoer. But... Why didn't we? You guys will answer this, and mm-hmm. I'm asking this in serious. Did we run out of mountain in Mount Rushmore? We couldn't have answered because five is a much more like topical number. I I don't know. Like I'm not a I'm not a history major, and I don't really know the the ins and outs of why it, it was only four presidents. But um, I mean, I'll just say this. I think that four makes you narrow it down more than is comfortable to do. And that is, I think, the point of the exercise. Yeah, five would be great because it's a nice number and you get an extra pick in there. But, you know, four is a little bit more exclusive. I would have been okay with three. You got to narrow it way, mm-hmm. way down. So I think it just makes it a harder exercise. Really. So now we, should we run it at four o'clock tomorrow and do the big four at four? Got well, I think we should do the Mount Rushmore. Mount Rushmore, at four. okay. Mount Rushmore yeah. at four, okay. Uh, yeah. Have Have you been thinking about it at all during the course of this oh, yeah. this hour? Who would be your Mount Rushmore for the twenty twenty one twenty twenty two Vegas Golden Knights? I want. I'm curious to see the listeners' reaction and and how much that is going to because the fan base. I love it when they have a different viewpoint from us, who are in it and covering the team. And uh, it explains a, a lot on because sometimes we get too close to the to the situation. So uh, I'm excited about that tomorrow. That's coming up uh, tomorrow. The Mount Rushmore of the Vegas Golden Knights for this fifth season in the National Hockey League. Coming up next, though, the top five at five. See how easy that rolls off the tongue. The biggest story in the National <laughs> Hockey League, and we hit the pinnacle with the biggest story for the Vegas Golden Knights and a huge signing by the New York Islanders. It's hour number two of the BGK Insider Show coming up next on Fox Sports Las Vegas.